0: How long have you worked there
1: um about three four months now
0: that's fun my friend used to work there kay kay on kay yeah she's been gone for a wee while now that's been fun. gone yeah like gone out of all oh, right okay <laughs> not like dead. <laughs> she's, she's,
1: she's departed
0: um no she uh she used to work there and um yeah there you go right there you go the more you know
1: I was just looking over your quick questions there, just to let you know, uh, Lauren, um, this is not like a big official yeah. scary okay. interview, this is just, just just, a chat that happened to be recorded. Um, okay. Do you mind just speaking? Just don't like say anything so racist and yeah. we'll be okay. okay. Volume in, yeah.
0: Yes, I will speak like a normal person. La 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 Is that good? That's, good.
1: Well, That's good. good. That's what normal people do. la 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 la. Also,
0: I brought some cookies.
1: Woo! I mean, that was good. I wasn't going to let you in if you didn't bring
0: just, anything. Just, you know whenever it's spring of an hour, you can't really go to someone's house without no, bringing something. Yeah, bring. and something. yeah, bring. You're doing something. Exactly. You know. Josh didn't bring anything.
1: That's Y'all. really
0: shocking.
2: Okay, so we'll get started, yeah? Mm-hmm. So this is Lauren Graham. Hello. Correct, yes. That's uh, me. I met her on the streets of Belfast. <laughs>
0: That's exactly <laughs> how you met, yes. Great start. That so weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, she was promoting a group Christian organisation called Agape, which means love, I think. Mm-hmm. Which
1: which love does that mean?
0: Uh, sacrificial, I believe, like self-sacrificial. Yeah. Sacrificial, sacrificial
1: or unconditional. love. unconditional. Do, so, do you verify uh, this, Ben? This yes, I do, because I'm an expert. In the <laughs> Um yes. So um, charity, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So just give us a bit, wee bit of explanation. What what is Agape? What is it?
0: So Agape is a I don't know if you've ever heard of Campus Crusade for Christ International, but it's like a big global mission organization. It's actually the biggest in the world. It's in more countries than McDonald's. Fun fact. Right. Um. So Agape UK, or the like UK branch of that. And there's a bunch of different ministries. I'm involved in student ministry but there's family life ministry, um, global aid, um, lots of different stuff but my role is as an intern with the student team in Belfast just going onto campus and sharing what we believe about Jesus. We kind of have three like belief statements so the first one is we believe that um, every student has the right to make up their own mind about Jesus. And we the second one is we believe that there's a lot of misinformation about Jesus out there, and we want to provide what the Bible has to say about him. And then the third is we believe that God loves everyone and wants to develop a relationship with them. Um, and we want to basically just like provide a space for students to do that. Yeah. By them, not by themselves, for themselves, alongside other people. Um, so it's cool. We've got like a good group going at the minute. We have an event called Agape Thursdays which means on a Thursday we meet and have an open Bible discussion just like talk through a passage in the Bible together and um, Christians and non-Christians both come to that and it's a really good like opportunity to discuss and there's lots of opportunity for like gospel conversations and stuff um, and then we're actually having our first soul food event on Monday so Ooh. you guys are both welcome to that it's a Thanksgiving dinner yeah and it's free so, all st- calling all students, yeah. <laughs> free mail Monday the twenty second. Um, what time is it? It's at six thirty. Oh. So you can register yeah. through. There's a wee link on the Agape Students BFS Instagram. Lovely. Um. But yeah, I love it.
1: I'll be sure to give that a wee.
2: Yeah,
0: reliable,
1: definitely. Sorry.
0: That's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I have like a part in my friends doing film studies now, like that's a part, fun I have a part in it so I have to
0: Oh, I've been there I've been in an M.I.A. short film <laughs> too actually there
1: you
2: go what part are you playing huh? what part are you playing the star Josh obviously no
0: wait is it an activity no oh oh, uh, oh. <laughs> 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 no
1: um, no it's just a it's just my friend Alex has asked me to go on and I got a wee part in it and I want to help him out Very so good. lovely um, how long have you been doing this thing for?
0: Um, so, I have been an intern since September. Well, over the summer, I support raised, like raised my um, means to live.
1: So that you, you were trialed, and if you did enough, then you got mm-hmm. in? Yeah, pretty okay. much.
0: Okay. Um, and then I, I started in September, but I've been involved with Agape since my um, first year of uni, second semester. This girl, called april sterling mills approached me on campus well there's actually two girls but they did like a survey with me kind of like i did with you um and at first i thought they were mormons because i think it's quite (laughs) Uh i was like do i have time for this today um um but as the questions went on i was like these feel feel like right like they feel like quite biblical um and then you're like am
2: I secretly a Mormon <laughs> yeah like what I'm confused because I, like,
0: um, I feel like it's quite rare to see like a Christian come up to you at, on a like just randomly and be like yeah. can I ask you all these questions Um, they're more like here's a flyer they're like one extreme of the other like turn or burn or yeah. they give you like a wee flyer and then they go on but she yeah she was really cool and then we ended up hanging out a few more times after that and eventually she started like discipling me or mentoring me Um, and she did that for like were you a christian at this point i was a christian so that was cool because i was sitting with a girl who wasn't a christian so whenever i realized they were christians i was like oh i'm a christian too so like the conversation kind of flowed a bit better and we talked for ages but then she ended up discipling me and i just stayed involved with then through my time at uni um and i loved it i love that they're they're very mission-minded it's like they want to create a space for like yeah. Gospel conversations with non Christians rather than like I think it's great to create a space for Christians to like meet and gather. But I think it's so important that we are mission focused in yeah. when we do uh, that. Was so.
1: there opportunity to travel abroad then?
0: Yeah, so there would have been. But then this this funny little pandemic happened. I haven't heard about that. I um, know what's that about. I don't know if you've heard of no. COVID nineteen. <laughs> no. Doesn't ring um, a bell. Side note, I had COVID two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't have any more <laughs> The panic in your eyes <laughs> and you're like, get out of my house. Um, I was awful and I still can't smell anything, but that was a side note. But yeah, the pandemic happened and I was meant to go to either Russia or Germany.
1: Yo, Russia.
0: Russia would have been so cool, but cool. I ended up not being able to go because of the pandemic. But I am doing the global... Were, were you
2: planning to go? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I couldn't because it was all cancelled. But there's a global, so they have like opportunities for global missions every year. So this year I'm on the project that's called Water's Edge. It's going to the Middle East. So there you go. An undisclosed town in the Middle East. So that's gonna be fun. Kind of scary. How's that?
2: How's that? (laughs) We're gonna work out. Like, what? What are you planning to?
0: So there's like a university campus that we'll be going on to. and basically just doing what we're doing in Belfast over there. So it's not
2: just you've. From the streets of Belfast to yeah. the streets Treats. of the Middle East. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like very away from any kind of conflict and safe and um, way you can get. Yeah. So we'll be just like chatting to university students and like again just opening conversation about oh, faith And
1: yeah. Awesome. Sounds class. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So um sounds like a cup of tea. So you just from your experience from being in uni, you were with Agape going to these, quick uh, rips, and then you just one thing led to another.
0: Yeah. yeah so, after, as soon as I like, as I graduated uni, I was like, "What do I do?" So I applied for PGCE because I did English. So you know, like the only option really is like, yeah, teaching. <laughs> or okay. if you're like really <laughs> ambitious, then you can maybe like go into editing or something like that. But I just was not keen for that. So. I applied for BGC, but something just didn't feel right. I felt like God was like calling me to take time to like invest in missions, but like yeah, local mission, yeah. yeah. And that's what I like about the internship is like, yes, you're doing mission, but like there's a whole focus just with AgPay in general on like personal development and growth. So my friend Lauren, who works for AgPay, is now my boss. She reached out to me. She goes to my church, and she reached out to me. And she was like, "Hey, you should apply for this internship." And this was not like, the Friday. She was like, but the deadline's on Monday, so apply right now. <laughs> yeah. So I applied, and I got it. There you go. And haven't looked back since.
1: What did you study in uni?
0: English with creative writing.
1: Oh! I did that for a month in Oxford. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> but it dropped out. Oh, why? Every time he says Oxford, think, he, he gets to say oh, this. Because yeah. <laughs> I think there was a... There was a uh, you a B- went, tech. went to the B-Tech version of Oxford. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> went to Oxford Brooks <sighs> I hate it when I ever say I go to Oxford, and then Josh. Just You've asks, been B Tech, uh, but no, I went to Unit for a month. In Oxford. You make sure you don't go, uh, Shut up I am And then, yeah, and then I did. I studied English literature and creative writing because I write all the time. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love writing all the time. It's very, very good. For I love writing. Soul. um I plan to be the next C.S. Lewis. Like I, I will be the next CS Lewis Whoa! Um, you heard it
0: here first.
1: And, and uh, da, 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 da. yeah, so there you go. I, I, what I was leading on from that was how did you feel? Your uni life was corresponding with your Christian life with your agape life. Was that a three week, three year course? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, it's well um, done for surviving.
0: Well, <laughs> I f- well I the thing in uni like Queens, yeah. Yeah, the thing in uni was for me that i came from like a very sheltered christian home um which isn't a bad thing it was great i say very sheltered it was just like you know standard presbyterian upbringing yeah you mean Um, you weren't
2: exposed to other yeah like cultures and stuff yeah
0: like other i was it's just like i'm from cold you know okay it's tiny yeah um so whenever i went to uni i was like whoa there's so many things that like I didn't know that people did like alcohol and drugs I've never done drugs Mom, my promise but um I think just like being exposed to that all of a sudden like I just felt there was this like temptation yeah. to like just indulge completely in that lifestyle um but because I was being mentored by this girl April I felt like i had that accountability my whole way through uni and i was so thankful for that because every time i would like hang out with her if i'd messed up or if i had felt like i really just like i feel like giving up like yeah i i want to like live this worldly life i felt like she was always there to like point me back to jesus was she in your year was she no so she worked for agape and she was she's like she's like 28 Okay. I think so, a good bit older than me, same age as Josh, but like, are you? You're not.
2: I'm doing my first year, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. surely not. Everyone thinks I'm in my 20s, yeah, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's a wee boy, yeah,
1: wee baby.
0: Um, <laughs> so yeah, so she was like older than me, but like not so much older than me that I was like, but yeah. it's weird, it's weird, yeah, yeah like, no, I understand. um.
2: I'm making friends with all the people who were in there last year. You know, it's so, so tragic.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair.
2: It's like, yeah, but uh, like, next year Josh. I'm going to have no friends. <laughs> it's because, Josh,
1: it's because you're so spirit minded and existential mm-hmm. and talking about all these deep things. And then people who have just started getting are like, I want to have fun, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, do you study again, Josh? Computer science. Yes,
0: I thought it was something like, that I would hate. Same.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't with computers. Mm-hmm. What did um, you
0: do after Oxford? I went
1: straight to work. I love working. Yeah, I had I had about four or five jobs since that. I worked in a I worked in my old school. They offered me a job. After that, I worked in a sales company, and then after that, I'm working. And then I did a bit of administration work for my father in his small business, um, one of his small businesses, and then. Um, uh, that was before the sales one and then now uh, i work in that wee coffee shop full time and i love it it's very very good because i'm very people oriented and very and they're
0: a christian coffee shop
1: right? a wee Christian coffee shop oh why um lots of opportunity to talk and preach and and just just really indulge in what it means to be a christian in a public sphere mm. um so it's really really, really good and uh, what church do you go to
0: I go to Village Church in Belfast, the south one. I think so, I've been there before. Yeah, so no. the East, there's Village East, which was like originally planted from this church in America. And then whenever they became like big enough, they planted a church in South Belfast. So I go to that. It's non-denominational, um, but like technically the theologies, my, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but technically the theology is pretty much Baptist, but like they they're not Baptist. I don't really get it.
1: So you see the thing what you just said. Oh, I don't think I'm allowed to say this in this podcast. People just you just say whatever you want. Okay, good. Yeah, it's just like there are are a million things Josh and I have said (laughs) that with nine or eight or ten people would be like, "Can't say that." do mm. to say was, that. Sorry, what's the name of the church?
0: Village South.
1: Village South exposed.
0: Exposed. That's going to be the title of the podcast. They're actually Baptist. <laughs> the truth about Village South. We're going to
2: have a, a wee minute-long clip. Just we're like, actually Christian cancel culture. That's what we. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're great. I love my church. Put I, be- I actually just became a member, like not that long yeah, ago, yeah, and I was baptized there and stuff. So lovely, lovely, lovely.
1: That's
2: the
0: best. Very
1: good. Very good.
2: So, so uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what about you guys? What churches do you go to?
1: What
2: just you go to, I go oh, to I this? Uh Brookside Presbyterian and a hoggle. It's one of the three Presbyterian churches there. And it's one of the three, four, five, six, like six, six, six religious buildings there. It's nice. I think it's the most churched place in Northern Ireland, and I'm pretty sure Northern Ireland is the
1: most churched place in the world.
0: Churches <laughs> so.
2: every
1: five miles. Uh I go to Glen Abbey. Oh yes, I cool. uh, love it very very. No few people um, there. I've been to a few churches. I've actually, yeah, um, but uh, settled with Glen Abbey. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you grow up going to? I well. You uh, Did you grow up in My my story is interesting. I grew up in the RP Reformed Presbyterian circle, oh, cool. so very hard in the theology, very hard in the learning. So, by the time I was ten, eleven, I would know my Bible pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very. I found it a very harsh environment, um, and a bunch of circumstances happened with my family that we had to leave and go to a different church. Okay. It was start with Kellswater, Water, Presbyterian. Um, had more fallen outs there, and then we had to move to another church. And then it was well we had gone out before a wee bit after that, and then we just went from church to church. Then we ended up in Clock Mills. And this year, just your whole family. Yeah. And then we went up to Clock Mills before Presbyterian, and we stayed there for two years because it was lovely. It was like a good kind of RPism, mm-hmm. but then it kind of caught up to us that you know all of the links and stuff and the circles. Um, we just had to leave, and then we went back to Trinity for a few years, and it just got really dramatic again. Um, and then and uh, and the Trinity was the name of the church, and then it, I just didn't feel comfortable. There, with everything that was going on, and then eventually you went to Glen Abbey. And through that entire aspect, I lost my faith. no mm-hmm. I I just saw it as all these political games trying to just get all the upper hand on people and just not let them think anything else, just to bottleneck people's sort of brains and hearts and to think one way. And I found that when I, because I grew up in quite a very sheltered sort of Christian household, mm-hmm. very much do's and don'ts. And I was like, Look, I haven't been exposed to anything else. How's this fair? i want to go my own way and the moment i decided that it was just everything just got really dark for me um and i just didn't really know what to do didn't really have faith didn't i i would say i was a christian through all the way school i'd be like yes i'm a christian and if there anybody challenged me on it i would destroy them with mm-hmm. just superior bible knowledge that i had acquired um but it just wasn't christian mm-hmm. it was like i was more i was more of a pharisee than i was a christian um and i realized this and it was actually like it was the worst way i'd been just telling people that i'm gonna laugh whenever i see them in hell that i'm going to heaven and i'm better than you and stuff it's just a horrible horrible way to be um, so you like and like winning an argument more than I, yeah, yeah i loved person. i loved just dominating people in argument just completely undermining and destroying not only their way of thinking but just them as a person mm. like uh, if, i felt so powerful just being like that just being able to zone in on someone's just the weak points of their of their thinking and destroy them but i didn't bother filling it in with something better something cleaner something brighter i just left them with their own self and it, it made me lose friends after friends after friends i got really really depressed and i was just like this is just a horrible way to be so i kind of brought myself to the lord and my tears and was just like please change me please change my heart i don't like who i am i don't want to be who i am anymore hmm. and uh and i answered um i have i had i've had a really spiritual moment in uh, my life it was so was so i go to romania ukraine and hungary and stuff to go teaching kids english and the bible oh. and stuff like that but i haven't done any of that really recently because of uh, it was just my family that did that with some friends um and we set up these like bible camps about holiday english holiday bible clubs I'm sorry Um, um, we would just you know you know tell them stuff and I would always appear to be like the most Christian or whatever but deep down I just knew I was a demon you know I just knew I was just a a, that's just a sinful sinful person so I ran out into the forest and I spent like three hours out there just crying to the Lord and the Lord came to me and he basically what it felt like he just shook me shook Mm. me to the core and renewed me and transformed me and he gave me all of these rewards rather than giving me punishment rather than giving me things that I was begging for. I was begging to be judged and and recycled and renewed and processed and you know uh really sort of whipped into shape like uh disciplined basically he was looking to be disciplined, but it felt like the lord the Lord was like you're disciplining yourself enough with they want of hate that you're giving on yourself and stuff um and slowly, very slowly from that point on I relearned I began to relearn everything that I thought I knew Um, I only recently read the whole story of David and it's just completely transforming the different lens that I read it from Um, the understanding that everything that I used to be Mm. was and will be permanently ingrained in the people's who I, the people who i knew of the past the person who i once was that's who they're going to remember mm. and coming to terms with that is really difficult but then i got to remember that actually i don't i don't really much care who what people think of me i find my identity in the lord jesus christ mm. because he is my lord and savior and he is the one that allowed me to get have the second chance mm. and the only people who could ever understand that are christians mm. and then i want people to understand that, that you know, there's a lot of people who I've reached now who have said to me, I don't think I've ever known a more holier person than you or I don't think, you know, I've had the Bible explained to me that way in India. So I went to India to teach English as well and I was with a bunch of the, these guys from a Catholic school in Malagy's and they've all been sort of taught this really theological Catholic side of things and, and then they all are in my hotel room and see that pine cone there? I got that from India. I picked it up in the Himalayas Uh, and it was that same day that I picked that up that these boys were saying how they've never heard the Bible speak the way I was telling them Mm. and that night I was just like this this is the moment this has been my training this has been my my mission ever since I was born it's led me to be talking like this to these boys Mm. and that was the moment where I knew that I felt like I would go to heaven if Mm. you know what I mean like I've done enough even though it's by faith i've been saved even though jesus has done all the punishment for myself it felt like that was the moment where i had to
0: like you'd finally grasp that i finally it. grasped mm-hmm. the
1: concept of eternity
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then i just wanted to keep doing that for the rest of my life so that's brought me basically to where we are now
0: that's really cool it's mad look. thanks for sharing that
2: it's the first time you shared that story in the podcast as well pretty mad look yeah um, what do you there's there's a lot more non-denominational churches nowadays and just that's yeah, yeah. modern in the modern world and uh, the <coughs> western world and that seems to be where a lot of the young younger generations are being pulled towards too as opposed to the well I say traditional uh, but you know older kind of Presbyterian mm-hmm. traditional kind of ways or maybe even Catholicism and stuff, I was speaking to, who was that? <coughs> my friend uh, twisted my, my, my arm, that's the, yeah. the term, my, I was like, oh, what part did they twist? What limb? Um, <laughs> they twisted my arm to go to Green Pastures with them, uh, yeah, Ooh, I'm, that's sure I'm sure you're that super mega big of, massive <laughs> church. I'm sure you're aware of <laughs> Green Pastures, oh, a non-denominational <laughs> what church. What a place, look. Like- um, Anyway, but I'll not go into that. Uh, there's a Catholic person there. Uh, he has arms twisted to go along as well from, from uh, his. I think it is their first date.
1: How many um, more arms uh, will there be, Josh? Before uh, the crusade. How many, <laughs> how many more how many arms?
2: arms? Um, it's funny. I is actually a girl from my primary school. I met there, and then she was on a first date with this per, per- Catholic boy. <laughs> <laughs> their first
0: date was going to church. Huh? Wait, that was their first date.
2: Yeah, go to the green pastures. We think of that it was a Tinder. That's date. An interesting flirt t- to convert. It was a Tinder date as well. Oh, there's so many layers to this story. <laughs> so many
0: layers
1: to us, to be honest.
2: <laughs> anyway, this guy I was—I was having a chat with him. Uh just randomly ran into him in like some one of the plethora of corridors around uh, the new green yeah. pastures uh, facility. Uh, mister right to be busy compound um <laughs> and he was saying so he brought he was brought up in a catholic sort of surrounding and he, he he spoke about it in terms that i hear a lot of young protestants speak and i didn't really expect that because i expected there'd be more he had different uh, specific concerns, but the general concern was like he doesn't feel like he's a part of it. It's not like he can. He's not. he didn't use these exact terms. But um, he didn't understand why he was doing the, the traditions. He was doing like the rituals. He didn't understand. He wasn't able to grasp and embody, body. Mm. It wasn't able to partake, so to speak, in his faith. And mm. it was his first time at this church here, and he, he was like, "All right, I see." all these people they're happy enough uh in their faith everyone's you know happy enough making a big sound and doing their thing up and staging the preacher going and he's like oh that's i can see the value in this that isn't present in my tradition mm. and it's the same sort of doesn't matter about the green pastures or not just any sort of non-denominational church there's a wee bit a lot of them are pretty much Protestant churches, but as you said, mm. they don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
3: I Probably don't know. What, I, I'm, I'm
2: just exploring these ideas. I'm not I'm not here to tell you this is my found out here. But what do you think about that? There's about this shift towards...
0: Non-denomination.
2: Um, yeah. What do you think about that?
0: I think, for me, one thing that I've always struggled to kind of marry with my faith is like, I know that within the church we're all going to have different like opinions and like different, like on like smaller, theo- like obviously the big things like by grace alone, through faith alone you know, things like that, through Christ alone those are important, those are like foundational yeah. and but there's going to be other theological things that like are different in, and then that's going to yeah, and, and that's going to lead to different bread, denominations bread, bread, bread. but I just found that like I felt like that's okay but when in maybe it's just northern irish culture but where i'm from it felt like very divided it was like if you held an an event in a presbyterian church like baptist wouldn't come or do you know what i mean like that their sort of thing where it just felt like the church was so divided because of denominations i'm not saying that that's why I, i grew up presbyterian i'm not saying that's why i like left presbyterian there was a whole other different bunch of reasons but Whenever I moved to Belfast I was like I want to get stuck into a local church and I went to a few churches but when I went to Village I don't know I just it it didn't feel like that weird like sense of disunity. Like I didn't feel any of that like even though a lot of people maybe had different opinions on different things like our core foundation beliefs were the same and the teaching at Village is really biblical and I love the worship and stuff so And it really feels like community and a family. So I think there's great value in both like denominational and Mm non-denominational churches. It's just like, I think like God's going to put you in a church where he wants you. And like, yeah, just strive Mm -hmm. to love your community.
2: The the question is so not straightforward it's Mm -hmm. like so painful to even think about because there's so many different ways you can look at the Mm suggestion like i can see the immense value in tradition Mm -hmm. like uh, to the point where that even my tradition of presbyterianism doesn't even see like before you know like i see the the value tradition of other people's like thoughtism or or, Mm -hmm. orthodoxy i can see the value in that and I also see the value in these random, non-denominational churches that pop out of mm-hmm. nowhere. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we, they set up shop in some warehouse, and then everyone's like, mm-hmm. they there, you can partake in their faith and they've like got that." A huge
1: congregation, and it's
2: not like what you're saying about uh, not like the 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 doctrine and the, the theology might be slightly different, and that mm-hmm. could cause divide like that. There's there's even like there's good reasons for loads of their doctrinal teachers say like mm-hmm. Presbyterianism mm-hmm. they the in writing kind of belief about infant baptism they'd say that yeah you should your your child should be baptized from from birth a child? and the thing is like if you like if you listen to my minister explain his reasons for it like, it's beautiful they're mm-hmm. very good reasons mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i like and they're good reasons like, they this is that's not a unhealthy thing to think and if you if I listen to a baptist who say he would disagree with that beautiful reasons right it's like they're like stuck in the technicalities and like you know they're they don't grasp each other's language kind of thing yeah. it's, it's hard to it's hard to say but then again non-denominational churches I mean it is a denomination it's just no one else shares a denomination it's like it's the denomination of uh, Glen Abbey, the denomination of mm-hmm. uh, Green Page yeah, the denomination it's just of like, uh, no whatever like, church She said you
0: belong there. It's just like a church.
2: I know, I know. But, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. In
0: uh, in it not being in a denomination, it's kind of become a denomination.
2: Yes, it's it's another, so it's very specific well, denom- in I, itself kind of thing. Um, w- sorry, you're going
1: to finish?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing. The thing that denominations allow you to do, you can have this cross. Uh, like across, yeah, I, I can go to another Presbyterian church across the world or across the country, and they would be like, Oh, this guy's from a Presbyterian upbringing, he's part of our community, kind of thing. So, there is that ability to unite, mm-hmm. you, would, you would agree, and mm-hmm. that same yeah, with other yeah. denominations. Whether, but non denominations, they don't really have as much of that capability to unite but then again as you're saying from the get-go you don't feel like there's this unit uniting spirit yeah. in these churches uh,
1: well, in. Uh, i was just about to say so growing up i went to the sort of like boys discovery camp boys adventure camp and mm. senior camp um, and they were all rp reform presbyterian and i had a friend on an, an adventure camp who was presbyterian who sang so the main the main thing that stands for four presbyterians out is they sing psalms from the book yes. of psalms um and uh, we had this presbyterian in and he said no i sing hymns and worship songs and you amount know, of stares that this boy got we were like 13 14 at the time and it, like, i'll oh, just look at this man and go what do you mean you don't sing psalms and he goes no 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 we do sing some psalms but we also sing hymns and worship songs and we're just like this is it's crazy and then and then you had you had some of the leaders who said uh, the audacity the audacity and then you had other leaders who sent in i think that's from corinthians where it's just like rejoice worship the lord with, with psalms worship songs and, and spiritual things or whatever forget forget the i forget the verse at the top of my head but that is a verse in the bible and um, and, you know, whenever the leader sent that in, we all just looked at the verse, looked at the guy and went, all right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. You're different. We're different. But it's the fact that the first reaction that everyone had was looking at this man going, who are you? Why are mm-hmm. you with this RP? You're a P. You're only a P. There's no reform, didn't you? <laughs> anyway, um And then I, in my church the rp1 the trinity i we went to a course basically it's called the, the, the like they do these like courses for young adults and before church starts they're very very educational in terms of sunday school very mm. heavy sunday school very, they have actually exams and i didn't agree with that wow. i've never agreed with that having like exams to be tested on in the bible for children i never did one mm. i even though i went to sunday school even though mm. i learned my catechism i learned my psalms Never did an exam on it because, like, I I I have I find it very hard that Jesus would want children to be examined. Mm. They're meant to be brought up and they're meant to be yes taught. But yeah, to the point of being examined on it, where you can get a grade in Bible knowledge. I don't know. I basically, it felt like how much are you Christian of you?
2: Well, I think it's okay as long as you don't put the emphasis that you're not a Christian. Yeah, you, I mean, you. like
1: if I get a D, it's like, like people look at me going, "Oh, well, you better be." You better be learning your mm. stuff. You're clearly not a, as good a Christian as the person who got or the girl that got an A, mm, who was I the minister's daughter. Obviously, <laughs> you know. Um,
2: but can I comment on that? like um, when I I partook in the boys' brigades? Uh, from, I also was in from, the from yeah. a very young age um, throughout the whole thing. And I was in the GB. Say again. I was in the GB. Very good. Yeah. And oh, they'd have like once a year or so, they'd have the the bible sort of quiz, quiz test ah, sort of yes. thing. So i and remember taking your, that you I do your that that. It's, it's a wee bit like an exam kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. It'd be questions now it's this. <laughs> that was competition <laughs> there wasn't it was just like it was a competition yeah. you get like from the whole of northern Ireland, you'd get the shield yeah given to your uh section yeah be like what you're the bible winner guys or you you know your bible stuff more <laughs> mm-hmm, than yeah. anyone else or at least at least one of you did I keep <laughs> <sad and> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but it's kind of just a competition you know we all know like everyone who showed up to do that exam knew that they were so clueless <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like okay well let's let's try my best here mm-hmm. but i'm not expect in right
0: thankfully yeah thankfully i never had to do we our gb didn't do like the exam i know that a lot of gb said but ours didn't and i was so glad because i was like i I enjoyed the bible study Mm. but i did i I knew i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as if i was if it felt like school you know yeah Yeah. i felt like oh my goodness i need to actually like go home and learn this for an exam
1: you see that's the difference i find you've got a kind of school Educational aspect, and then you also have a competition for fun kind of Mm -hmm. aspect. So to contrast the sort of Sunday school exams of my church to when I left that church and joined uh, Presbyterian Church uh, uh, BB, when I joined a BB uh, because Reformed Presbyterians don't have BBs. um, Huh? Didn't realize that. No, no. Didn't Didn't know that either. So, uh, so when I was in BB, the kind of Bible studies that you were preparing for for this exam was really kind of fun. And it was a competition. Yeah. And I feel schools sort of made exams like a kind of competition, a kind of competi- com- competitive. Yeah. I mean, the reason better. was it was so a better.
2: competition. You know, it was like you're right. yeah. you want to try and get a like shield I, or at least not humiliate yourself. I,
1: I, I wanted my name on a shield. So I just did my homework and I learned I came second. And I was like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. But then in the other place, I don't get any reward at all. It's yeah. only you can got know your Bible. You're not mm-hmm. a good Christian. Yeah, they're, kinda,
2: like, they're kind of. Poking you with a stick instead of get like
1: showing yeah. you a treat, kind of Yeah, thing. exactly. Uh, and as a, as a child, it's very hard to grasp that. If I say if I did my catechism well, I would get a well done, and maybe very rarely a wee hariboo. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then when I did that psalm oh, course, you complain about them, Ben? Uh,
2: what are you? That's all you need. Oh no.
1: <laughs> but anyway, uh, 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 the course that I did when I was a teenager. So I was left sort of Sunday school. And it was more like a young adults thing, and it was about psalms, and they were explaining why RPEs only sing psalms. And they were like, well, because the book of Psalms is titled The Psalms, but inside the book of Psalms, there are Psalms, hymns, and worship songs, which then correlates to that verse I was talking about in Corinthians, where you sing only spiritual songs, uh, worship songs, and hymns and stuff like that. So then the minister was like, that's why we don't sing anything else, because we only want to sing from what is God's word, what God has spoken, Mm. you know? So anything else is kind of beneath that. Okay, And I find it hard to understand that because worship to me in Glen Abbey is to reflect what heaven would possibly be like. It's mm-hmm. to be a little slice of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, us all singing our hearts out, you've got people raising their hands in praise. Um, you would never catch that in a Presbyterian or like you wouldn't catch people raising their hands up and closing their eyes and swaying side to side. In your church, would you, Josh? So everyone will look at them and be like, "They're they're clearly possessed." You know, there's this alien understanding Mm -hmm. of each of these denominations, really. Exactly, And that's a big thing about it, you know. And also, it's it's this kind of idea that you get outcasted for it
0: as well. Mm I think yeah. Did I you see
1: Barbara? Yeah. She had her
0: eyes closed when she was singing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
2: let you speak, but I just want to like make one point. When I went to Green Pastures, I, uh, I they had this was it was time so I could. There were three services in Green <clears throat> Pastures in the morning. Uh, it was time so I could go to my no, my normal one. Okay, uh, in Brookside, and then go the to that one. The, but not enough time to get changed. No, so I showed up at Green Pastures right everyone's in like jogging bombs and stuff i'm like a full like uh shit. i was literally i'm a feel shit <sighs> when i went to like, pastors I, I made that, that <laughs> mistake <laughs> there's a uh, you know pastor john
3: no
2: he's an american pastor he does like a wheeze
0: is he at green pastures
2: no he's an american pa- he's oh, in america. in, oh in
0: actual america okay
2: yeah yeah cool um so- no he's is he a calvinist Hey. I don't know. Anyway, Wait, like John Piper? No,
1: yeah, uh, d- no, he's not, yeah, sorry.
2: yeah, John, John, John Piper, I think. Yeah, did
0: you is a John Piper. Let's
1: judge it, John Piper. Did
0: like not. Desiring God. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's John Piper. Do you know why I actually went to? So here's sorry, I know you were talking, but
2: I how I just said Pastor John didn't say sick you know, because like, yeah, it's like ask uh, Pastor yes. John yeah, is like he the is thing. To it,
0: yeah. So he is, um, he I went, the, I did like mission trip. Like, not mission trips, but I did, like, mission in my town, and the church that he, like, his church, Bethlehem Baptist, yeah. partnered with my church at home, oh, well. and I went to a wedding of one of the people that did that with us, and John Piper was sitting behind me. There you go! And I was like, Mom, John Piper's sitting behind us, don't look, and she Get like, John Piper? Where? John no ask like, Pastor Ma. John
2: for an autograph. Yeah, uh, so one of his, of, uh, his asked Pastor John we clips, he was like, What should I wear to church? and he says, You should dress to kill, but you should not dress to kill those who kill. Mm. I murdered everyone there in cold blood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, uh, but yeah, so even my friend who was with me was like, Do you feel okay if I put my hand up? I'm like, You do, man. Like, it Aww. is, it? that's like, there is such a Hidden understanding. There's the a, rules. there's such a. Mm. She must have got a, a, a well. <laughs> I was for a to die, like, but uh she must have got like some sort of vibe. Yeah. Oh, he's from this mm. culture. Maybe I should. Uh, but, but
0: which is nice that she was like respectful enough to ask. Yeah. But I also think like that like church should be a place where you feel free to worship in like obviously a reverent way, but also just like keyword in like your response you don't you shouldn't if you feel like you like m- people who raise their hands and worship most people it's like an act of like i like surrender to god and yeah. like it is like an act of reverence to be come, like you come yeah, yeah like you're so much holier and better and worthier than i yeah kind of thing um so i think there should be freedom to do yeah. that within church I think. well
1: in my transition from Trinity to Glen Abbey, I would go to Glen Abbey's early service and then immediately after go to Trinity and okay. I had the exact contrast I could see firsthand because I was fresh out of a sermon and going to Street in another one and I was I just could see the contrast and there are some people in the RPs who will not sing in mm. other churches they will not open their mouths or at least the leaders yeah, yeah they will good. not open their mouths to sing anything other than the psalms okay and i find that very interesting because it's like well do you think that none of these people are worshiping you know do you mm. think they're sinning is this a sin to is you it a sin? Yeah. um and i find that very interesting um so so we've been talking as Christians about how, how we live as Christians inside churches and other churches. I'm interested now if I can move the conversation along G- to... Before we move on, yeah, can yeah, I make yeah. a comment on the whole worship stuff between different
2: uh, denominations and cultures? Like that. Again, back to what I was saying, it's, it's so complicated and... Intricate. ...twisty and... It's so hard to point at something and say, this is the issue. Mm. If we change this... yeah is uh, if only RPs sound more thing. than sounds the world would be saved it's like <laughs> there's something not quite right about that statement no. there's a, they've obviously got good reasons for like if you speak to an RP he takes their their tradition seriously right right and, and they and they i i i was in a debate conversation about this with Ocean and yeah. I told you about this he's our RP mate and he, he's was, very, very well
1: versed in his stuff like he does okay. know his stuff uh, are they proud of him
2: right, because good. I think someone I just found out after speaking to like I think Kelsey another RP friend of ours um, and I, I found out from him they only sat in him or Sam's, Sam's from name, the book of, Sam's, yeah. the book of Sam's. and I was like okay that's interesting and that I was just in the back of my head and I just read my bible and I just stumbled across one of the one of the key verses just as i wasn't looking out for it but i stumbled upon the one of the key verses that like sparked this whole debate mm. i'm like so i basically i basically did what everyone else did years and years back when i, I just found it naturally mm-hmm. so i was like oh so kelsey can you spin this yeah He was like where'd you get that from <laughs> <laughs> then he put me in say, contact with Ocean, who he he's a more he's thought about it more on a doctor level but he's got good I'd, he's got good reasons mm-hmm. and I'm not saying
1: excellent reasons I would say
2: yes and they're I'd say they also part, make him uh, be able to partake in his faith more yes. because he has this yeah. un, uh, reverence he is, he is not, he's not only he, just a feeling he puts but more value into the words he says he mm. totally he's got it, yeah. he's got a reason behind uh, what he does yeah and again like there's there's a difference between that and just getting. Oh well, it's not what I do. It's, it must be wrong. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and we need to find where exactly is the point. Okay, the I don't think, and I, I don't think it is just an easily defined line. Yeah, can I? I'll lay out a, week, uh, a case here. Okay, so there, I was listening to a few podcasts about uh, Orthodox Christianity in Ethiopia okay don't ask me how okay it's an like ethiopia. ethiopia a very niche like, um so
0: bracket but okay
2: they have they don't have any of our materialist nonsense in the west okay which is why i love it um but anyway so they're very they're, they're very open about spiritual things anyway so the if if you're if you're there's a person who liked playing the drums mm-hmm. they're like me i play the drums as a hobby you know, he, he liked playing the drums okay and in part of this sort of worship uh, his tradition of worship it was like there are levels of there's like a hierarchy of sort of purity or spirituality between music and it's not like playing the drums was wrong mm-hmm. it just had it had its place yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he liked playing his drums, but he got to the stage, he was like a, a priest kind of guy, or he was like a higher up kind of teacher, leader, spiritual kind of guy. And because of the position he held, he wasn't allowed to, because of the tradition and the rituals behind it, he wasn't, it wouldn't have made sense and he wasn't allowed to play the drums as part of the service Okay. because of what he represented. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's this idea that everything has its place. Mm
3: hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm not saying when Green Pastures get their electric bass guitar out and he's like, yeah! He's mm-hmm. just like, yeah! And everyone's like screaming, it's ah! And <laughs> um, they've got their drum box, you got that, and the Green Pastures, the drum boxes, like, you know, the, the plexiglass, and was like super loud. Or Stanley's standing, standing on a mission church, right? There's, there's that, okay? Yeah, I mean... I... There's people who sing only like rps they only do there's no instrument yeah the, there's no there's mm-hmm. just the human voice, voice. and that's it like a very great, like- that's a very pure the human voice is the most pure or spiritual of all the
0: all, instruments, yeah. of all
2: the noises right <laughs> noises. and there's like a hierarchy everything has its place and like if you go into if you go into a monastery okay mm-hmm. of, of uh some random place in the middle of nowhere untouched place the monastery and the people who just go there and they people who've taken on the monastic tradition they've signed up to a life of poverty okay and you have these people who just pray all the time i don't think a distorted electric guitar is good good music yeah, to play d- there th- right?
0: that's not where it but i'm not, not saying it
2: can't be used to glorify god yeah do you understand what do you I'm all meant- things to the glory of god do you understand mm-hmm. what i'm laying forth here yeah. it's not yeah. like there's a bad
1: it's just about they're bad wisdom, in themselves. No, we're yeah. not bad in that. themselves, it's just, where do you place no, that? No, I understand that because in primary school when I first went to Green Pastures, it was like all the kids come up to the front. And I was like, okay, the children's talk. But then it was like, okay guys, we're going to dance. And I was like, huh?
0: Dancing in church?
3: Dancing
1: and then the, the drums went, the light strobe effect, and all these little kids were dancing, and it was like, Jesus is my superhero. And I was just like, how dare this heresy? And I just went back, I went straight back up, I was like, mum was miles away, I was straight back up to mum, and I was like, mother, I will not partake. <laughs> and they were like, no, no, it's okay, go to the children's, see how it is, and I went to the children's thing, and then they was just like, okay guys, so we're going to do a little bit of Bible study, and then afterwards we're going to let you get play in the play area. And I was like, heresy, what do you mean there's a player here in this church of God? So I just, I was just like, I want to go back to the sermon. And I went back to the sermon and I just sat because I was brought up to sit down and listen to like a one and a half hour sermon at wow. like, at like uh, 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 eight, nine years old. That's what I did. It's mm-hmm boom I did that's why I like drawing and writing and stuff because I would do that as my upbringing Um, and it's this transitional understanding of like you said the keyword reverence there has Mm -hmm. to be a kind of level of reverence and respect and well understanding that this is a very real God Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like worship isn't all just about having like fun
1: yeah I was just here
0: it's about like actually coming before God and like like experiencing his presence and like responding to that
1: one of my elders, he's a famous, very famous quote from him, he says, um, "Every day, human beings are looking for something to worship. We automatically will worship things. All right. For example, the new Halo came out, and I worship it <laughs> on 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 holy amounts because it's Halo. It's my favorite game. But then also, like you know, people just worship things all the time in terms of television, in terms of music, in terms of e- everyday life. There's a there's people want to give a part of themselves." to a, a transcend a transcendental part of themselves into something that they feel will in a way give back to them mm-hmm. and worship for christians is like that and we must give that part of our souls to god that's what it is to be a christian to give a part of ourselves to him because he took a part of himself and yeah. died for us he yeah. gave a part of him for it to us so we at least we could do is give a bit back every day Mm -hmm. um and that's what i want to do as a christian that's what most christians who call themselves christians will want to do want to practice every single day and i feel that if you're doing that if you're really of the understanding that you're giving a part of your very soul to god Mm -hmm. in the things that you're doing Mm -hmm. i can't say that you're wrong i can't point to you and say well i don't think god will like you doing that because i 100% know god will love you doing that Mm -hmm. i 100% know god would want you to wants a piece of your soul mm-hmm. and it's like look you're well done good and faithful servant you know yeah. and i think that's where you're saying where's the line i think that's the line i won't cross mm-hmm. i'm never going to look at someone and say well oh, well i mean i could look at the entirety of a church and we i'm, I'm bullying green passage a bit but i will look at the entirety of that and if i see any more dancing i'm just going to be like i don't agree with this yeah. that's me because i've been brought up to do that and they're not going to agree with the things that i do and i understand that mm-hmm. but i don't think it's in everybody's place to point to them and say this is a sin this is wrong this yeah. is wrong if you really if a christian is really saying well this is a part of my soul and i'm giving it to my mm-hmm. heavenly father who loves me and cares for me and died for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: i can't say anything to that i can't say well really yeah because that's not me sounding like a christian anymore that's not mm. me supporting them or building them up or outdoing them in grace as it says in uh timothy is it um i'm mm doing the opposite I'm acting like not a Christian I'm like well really why are you doing this seems a bit goggleby goop to me
2: I'm glad we're on this sort of general topic because I'm very fascinated and interested Mm -hmm. with like I want Christians to be united Mm -hmm. from all around the world no matter what specific
0: denomination you know
2: version of Christian you are uh, there has to be this sort of unity Mm mm-hmm I mean, even just in the past, um, say, say the coronavirus, right? That thing you just told me about that I didn't hear about beforehand, right? <laughs> um, it was happening uh, before this, but the coronavirus just accelerated everything, okay? As you said, there's this sort of breakdown in unity. There, You can't really act out your faith as easy in the church body, at least in these experiences we've had, right? And there's a em- lack of emphasis on the community and communion, and like, like fellowship with each yeah. other and like real like having chats like this. Mm. It wouldn't happen. wouldn't happen. Wouldn't with, happen. They, not, not really. It Especially really COVID happen. as well, where people are just saying, right, go straight home. Apparently, so that was before COVID, but then COVID happens, right? And then there was such a lack of this human interaction community. It was like... There was no, to the there point was no fight, but yeah,
1: it's to it was to just, the point where
2: people feared human it was interaction. Just like, all right, it was just the government says this, so we'll just yeah, we'll just follow because it's our Christian duty to you know do that. And I I understand what they're saying, but it's like, but like, there's such a it's such a they don't see the overarching pattern and what they're protecting. And yeah. if they saw that, they would realize, if it's they had, if they for. saw the fullness of that, mm. or at least more, like I talk about symbolism all the time. right? fast yes it I, in my head. It's like, <laughs> the, it's the language of meaning. Okay. It's like, if you understand these patterns, it's, you can, you can, you can start living in those patterns. Most people don't understand the world from a meaning perspective. Mm. They see it as like, a, all right, what's, what am I doing today? Next week, that's about it kind of thing how does it fit together on like such a low down level it's not like no one usually thinks of what is the story of my life Mm -hmm. how does this partake in that you know no Mm -hmm. one thinks that and they definitely don't think what's the story of my community or my country or the world they don't think that right but i uh, if you do think in those terms it's, it's 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 such a burden on your soul to see yeah. these things happen. Anyway, so there's such a lack of emphasis put on all this stuff. So it was just, poof, it's gone, right? And do you know what people realised? Hold oh, on a minute. This is no different. We're, and we're not, we're not, we're meeting at church now. Well, this is this is back when we make, were meeting at church now, but back when it was all, we couldn't, nothing. it was just online. It's like, oh, I feel no different. Yeah. Mm. I just showed up to church every week and... Made idle chat and, mm. and then went home and, and exchanged and pleasantries and the only thing that's yeah. different is it the community. there's no commute anymore. That's the only difference, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the communion with the church should not be as easily taken away, taken away mm. like that without any uh, not without even a discussion. Mm-hmm. Like a well, no, I know. I mean, like it shouldn't. Uh, not. I'm not saying like the process, but I'm saying. If that's just taken away, you shouldn't be able to be like, "Oh, I didn't realize." Mm. Yeah, it should have been like such a massive part. It should of, have been an impact. Uh, continue what you're
3: saying.
0: Yeah, well, I think that was one thing for me, like in village. I think if I hadn't been going there, there's such like they they're so every year they do these this sermon series called Family Traits, just to remind the church of like the the sort of mission or vision statement of village, um, and they do sermon series on gospel community and mission and what I love about villages, like I really do feel like I'm part of a community like I feel like I am doing life like side by side with the people that I'm in church with that was like one thing whenever I left uni whenever I left home sorry in 2019 I did Livewire, New Horizon Livewire after my first year of uni and the I was a leader and the theme was church. And I learned so much that week. About like what it means to be part of your local church. Um, And I remember chatting to this man. Pete Wright legend. Um, and he was a Presbyterian minister. I believe. We're a youth worker actually. He was a youth worker. But anyway he was in the Presbyterian church. And I was in the Presbyterian church. But like in my, making my way. Like transitioning out of it. And he had said like. It's okay to like. not go to a Presbyterian church when you move to Felfast like you need to go somewhere where that's local and that is preaching the gospel and is mission focused like those are like the main things Mm. um so when I found village I was like whoa this feels like a family like I straight off the bat I was like I'm so welcome etc so whenever COVID happened pandemic happened I I did feel like that was completely like taken away like that whole community aspect and like we still tried to meet we had like a weekly meeting um on a wednesday night like a small group meeting and we still did that on zoom and stuff but it felt so different because now like i came straight from my church friend's house this afternoon like we had a prayer breakfast this morning and then we i went to their house for lunch and like i'm going back to their house this evening to play Catan. Right, so I know I'm so excited. I only played Catan once, but I won, so I I'm addicted. A million board games. Yeah. So I'm addicted to them. I love that. So, <laughs> like, I really do feel like I'm part of a community. But I know what you mean. Like, if you don't have that in your church, like, then there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and that needs to be addressed because we're first and foremost we're called to live in community with each other, yeah. and that's how the that's what the church should look like.
1: My issue is just what you were saying Josh is that yeah we can we have the freedom to talk and debate as Christians and I love that as as we know I love arguing and I love good debate and I love conversation Mm -hmm. I love demonstrating my ideas and I love listening to other people's understandings and ideas but it's when that is so easily pushed aside in terms of don't do that anymore stay at home with your families for months and it's so easily handed over this fellowship I suffered so greatly like I wasn't in. Whenever COVID happened, I didn't go to church for like six months until I went to Oxford. Oh wow! And I was, I just, I just hadn't this because yeah, I could watch it on TV. It just wasn't the same to me. Mm. And I, uh, I met up with a guy who invited me to a youth praise, and I was in tears because I hadn't been so long, and it was just praise. It was just songs. There was no talk. There was no. It was just prayer and praise, and we were just praising. This all a mm. bunch of people my age, and I just. I was broken. I was just like, this is what I've been missing. This is the one part of me that I, c- I couldn't worship. I can't worship without people. I can't worship without fellow Christians. Even though I know the Christ is with me now and always, mm-hmm. I still need to worship him. And I can't do that in front of a TV screen. There's this thing now with COVID, pa- COVID passes are now a thing yeah. um, that are going to be implemented. Region. Where you need to show a pass going anywhere into hospitality. And if you don't have one, you're not allowed to be sat down and served. Is that passed? it's i don't know it's being talked about but what if that what if that happens and then it spreads to churches Mm -hmm. you need a passport to
2: get into churches this is revealing the very dark side of me like you know if you're familiar with young in shadow okay it's familiar this is revealing my dark side right (laughs) there's part of me that wants that because i know it's going to make the world burn and i want and i kind of want to see the story play out but then there's other no. Then then there's the <laughs> other side of me where it's like I want to do everything on my part to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I I I can see what could happen if that happens. It's because but other people don't see, and I want them to
1: see. That that's what my dark side is, you know. Of, I just want them to see. Well, you know what it is. Does it's, that make sense? All Christians, and I find this a lot. All Christians yearn for justice. Mm. but also all christians yearn for justice and judgment but also fellowship and freedom yeah you know that's the two things in terms of the good and the dark the 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 light side of christians and the less bright but still good side of of the faith is there's going to be justice and punishment Mm -hmm. for all christians included in terms of giving an account and you know the reward being does the reward fit the bill and stuff like that but then we also have this understanding as christians that we want to be superheroes and save the world mm-hmm. and save people and invite them into and get one day see them in heaven mm-hmm. you know like i would agree with you in terms of yes there needs to be a hard rocking of the church there needs to be a hard you know understanding that look this is taken away so easily what are you going to do to fight for it but then we also have the other side where it's like let's try and prevent this from happening. Let's try and keep what we have yeah. now. Because we can't afford to see that anywhere. any worse.
2: The Christian story is, is death and rebirth. I do over believe the church has to die for the next revival to happen. Mm. I believe that. And I don't think we can avoid it.
0: Yeah, like the church I grew up in, like, I just feel like it's been dying for a long time. And... Like there's not much happening that's like reviving it so i feel like it's it's like at that stage where it like it needs you know you know when everyone's like it gets worse before it gets better like it needs to hit rock bottom for something to like click yeah. and things mm-hmm. to change so which is really hard to watch and see and like my family still go to that church and like my mom and dad my dad's an elder there and my mom and dad have like a real passion to see the church revived like, but like it's hard when there's two people in a congregation of like a few hundred yeah you know obviously they're not the only two but like
1: i like to hard. remember that the lord is present
0: mm-hmm.
1: even in the caves and the caverns of the world as well as the heavens yeah you know and uh, when you apply that to churches when you apply that to the people the individual people in the churches yeah. like people who have sin, secret sins that nobody knows about that the lord knows about well, that's why it says everyone. all vengeance is the lord's you know all justice is the lord's because we're all sinners so we can't therefore judge you, we need to have somebody who isn't part of it who is the judge. And I find rest and relief in that. You know, no matter how dark things get, I know that the Lord of Light is still in control. Um, but uh, do you think we need to wrap up now? No, it's fine. No. We're having a conversation.
2: Like,
0: uh... I probably need to, wrap to go soon-ish. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's what I was saying. We'll one. say a few more things then. Yeah. You can no, can abruptly leave without... Like, had I. So, um,
0: I brought cookies so it's okay
2: Ben I tell you all the time like, the world's upside down right yeah okay no if you another way of looking at that is you're bringing the margins or the fringes or the strangers and replacing the centre with it right? yeah uh, you can see do you, under, do you understand what I mean by that like we are replacing the centre the thing which we are yeah. defined by with the outsider the out, yeah. the outside things the things that aren't definable okay I mean just look at our political landscape as one manifestation mm-hmm. of that okay or just, just look at anything you'll see it anywhere right now what that also uh, allows it means the margin is now where the source of the next uh, revolution would be or the next flip or the next rebirth okay so if you see um like if you take away, if you think about Robin Hood, if you take away the king, the good king, okay, where does the person come from who puts back, put things back in place? It's this twisty character on the edges of things. They'd be Robin Hood. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. And one manifestation of that is like the the best, the most fellowship, like Christian fellowship I've had with people, or maybe not even necessarily Christian, but um, in that sort of spiritual. Slash Christian fellowship I had with people, they'd be being like random places, mm. not like not usually not churches or any of these established buildings, but like I was in London for two trips uh, doing charity work, okay, for like construction based charity work, okay, mm-hmm. and we and, and the first time it was just us in this small cramped area, a couple of few guys, right? We knew how to. Build stuff. Most of us, you know, we just want to help out, and we we're in outside foreign territory, right? London, freaking thing. I don't, I'm not, I don't live in London, yeah. right? Where everything's foreign, but even but that. There was like small pockets you're allowed to, brought be brought together, and that. And the second time I went, you know, we were involved with like the local communities even briefly, right? I ended up in some random person's house, and some like your brother who was like, hey, Josh know a few guys who's doing this thing now is the second time it's happening do you want to come along is it like, yeah yeah sure and yeah i met that's where i met jason from um just a group of uh, christians who mm-hmm. decided to just get together randomly yeah it's not again and it's a, and it's not even a part of the any church kind of thing all right i think this is where it's I think that's gonna play a part in mm-hmm. whatever the next step is. I don't know what the next step is. I just, I just want everything to come back together. Yeah, if that makes sense. But yeah. I don't want.
0: I think community needs to be at the center of that. And like yes, and last one life. Faith
1: and fellowship. We're yeah. saying
2: like all these old things are sort of dying off a wee bit. But the, the story isn't just we will leave them for dead. The story is we have to revitalise our own communities. Like my church Brookside, as flawed as it is, mm-hmm. like I, I can't just abandon it you know yeah does that make sense
0: no i get what you mean i think yeah i think god definitely will use you in that and like he's placed you there for a reason and like you clearly have a passion to see yeah. like revival in your church so that's cool that you that you like see the flaws and they're like i still want to stick by this because a lot like culture very uh, a lot of like youth christian culture is like Especially students, like they'll church hop, like they'll go to church, and yeah. as soon as there's like, like I know these two people, and like as soon as there's something they don't really like at a church, then yeah. they just go to a different one. Yeah. And I'm like, you're never gonna get one. You're never gonna find a perfect church, and two, you're never gonna get stuck into a community. Yeah. Really, if you like keep moving from church to church, obviously if there's like big red flags and like, like really, really, really the bad the- theology. Like, yeah, don't, like, go, like, or leave. It's, like, it's real yeah. dodgy. <laughs> um, but, like, if if your problem is, like, oh, I felt like, I don't know. Like, you're Nobody really talked to me. I'm, like, n- I know that, like, it, it's not, like, if, especially if you've been gone for a while. I find that most churches I go to, like, there's always someone chats to me if I've never been there before. But if you've been going for a while, like there's a point where like it shifts and it's like you've been there for long enough that like now you have to get stuck into like being a a part of the community rather than expecting people to come to you all the time. That's like one thing that I find people are like, oh, I don't think that church is very welcoming, and I'm like, well, you maybe went for like a few months, and eventually it's not like you're the new person anymore. Like you need to start developing those relationships for yourself. I don't know, but yeah, I think it's cool that you're like choosing to stay with that church, even though it's not perfect yeah. because you're never going to find a perfect church, so.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, well, that's the difference between, I'd say, you and I, Josh. You won't abandon a thing that's very close to you. And I wanted the kind of relationship that Josh has with his church. But no matter how much I tried, it just seemed like people didn't want me rather than I wanted it. And that's how the break happens. Mm. So it's not only Josh has this ability to sense a unity with his church and that he wants to fix it. But he also wants it to see it tested and understood. Whereas I wanted so badly to be a part of a church community that loved and cared for me, but they never wanted to in the first place mm. just because of who I was. So therefore then Yeah. You know. You know
2: um but um like to your point point Lauren, like uh, you're the church is you're supposed to be your family not mm-hmm. your friends necessarily happy days if you're friends with them but mm-hmm. like the difference between friends and family is that you can't just leave your family you have to deal with the flaws yeah you know if you if you marry husband or wife you know it's you love them you're stuck with them you're 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 shackled to them you can't there's no running away mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the uh anyway, right? You're, we're, there's no running away from this. Okay, we need to either suffer together and die together, or we're gonna fix these issues. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we need. We need more of that kind of yeah, that vibe. Means, yeah. But I mean are you needing to go now?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Do you there any closing I words you wish to say? I just want to you? just just to finish this up. Um, what I said earlier about like, genuinely, if somebody is doing something and it's a general piece of their soul they're giving to god in terms of worship we can't say they're wrong we can't say unless it's like child sacrifice or something yeah (laughs) you know like but
0: like with dancing like it's it's within within the reason of the i
1: said don't be quick to point fingers is what you're yeah yeah yeah, have take a moment to understand Mm -hmm. um thank you laura lauren for uh coming on really, really appreciate that Thanks you're the for first having female me. on the uh, An podcast I? Whoa. Um, and That's uh, exciting. we we thought it was very good very very yeah. very fruitful conversation like i said it's just a conversation yeah um and to our listeners thank you very much for listening i really, really appreciate that check um, out
2: agape if you yes. shouldn't and North- you have multiple
0: yeah so there's agape students bfs is our instagram if you're from belfast but yeah. there's also agape students uk um, which is like mainland UK yeah. there's like a bunch of stuff or like there's Agape Ireland down south so yeah. wherever you're listening from there'll be an Agape and there's one in Ulster
2: as well yeah. is there no well as, actually no. there's
0: not it's just in Belfast Screw those guys. this one's quite like f- fresh <laughs> and new so okay yeah well,
2: how yeah. long have you been doing that? like how um, long is this Agapé it's been,
0: been? <sighs> Camp- Campus Crusade for guys has been in Northern Ireland for years and years and years yeah. but um, this like movement of Agape students has been around for like I'm gonna say seven to ten years, but like pandemic, like because it's like not as big as like CU and stuff. Yeah. The pandemic kind of like meant we had to like start from scratch again because all the students that were because you're not big enough to be an
2: established society. Yeah. No,
0: not yet. So.
1: Well, well, definitely check that out. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Comment, like, and share, and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Mm -hmm. Bye -bye. Bye bye.
3: Bye.